Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 256. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinesky. Hello! I'm frowning. Because of the Budweiser? Yeah. There was some indeed something in there you could have had. I could have, but I wanted to complain on air. I right. really don't like Budweiser. I want everybody to know that hams Especially is better. Especially coming from Spotted every, Cow. Every time I drink a Budweiser, I go, why am I not drinking a hams? It's cheaper and better. Because hams is just cheaper and better. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... You, buy, you drink hams or you drink expensive beer? There's no in-between. That's pretty much accurate, it's like, yeah. This is like a cigarette. Like, why are you smoking a cigarette? Oh, because I need to gun down a heater real quick. Why don't you have a pipe? It's better and cheaper. Or, why don't you smoke a cigar? It's more refreshing. I can't this even is, comment on this, this metaphor. This is just bad in every way. This is the cigarette of beers. It's disgusting. Welcome back, Dan. Thank you, guys. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting Ryan's rant on Budweiser, but I figured I should mention that you are indeed here once again with us. Oh, no, please. I'm a figment of your imagination. <laughs> Dan isn't actually here. It's me changing my voice. Deja vu? Nope. I'm just here. It's he, He's actually a character that I've created. Character or caricature? Character. Oh. Can it be both? Yeah, it, absolutely. It's like Max Headroom. I wish you were a ventriloquist now. <laughs> So I can make like a max headroom of Dan. I'm picturing this now, and I'm enjoying it. I'm in picture. It's, it's enjoyable. I, I like the idea of you being a ventriloquist because <laughs> I bet it would get really out of hand. I'll agree with I'm that. sure it would. Yes. Anyway, so Ryan briefly started in on the uh, beer component of this episode, which is Budweiser because that's all I have left, really, Don't except for the one better beer that he could have had and didn't have. I also have a thing. It's a very Minnesotan thing to not drink the last of anything or eat the last of anything. That is true. Yeah. I try and that's to the thing. I don't do that, that I, everywhere I'm I go. Not trying to okay. drink or eat the last of your good beer and have you be stuck with a shitty Budweiser. Because I know if I was problem is I am also from Minnesota. My problem. And I'm working through that same. Issue. I'm just thinking about if somebody drink my last hams and I was stuck drinking a porter on a day like this, and I'm like, nope, not doing that. I'm gonna go ahead and drink some milk. Oh, God. It's going to be more refreshing. It's so damn hot. <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, like that's a, all I can see that's in my brain right is, now. Yeah. Easy. Um, okay. Before we get into topics, head on over to patreon.com forward slash carpetrage. On this super cool customized website, you will find two open-ended levels of support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. Patreon.com forward slash carpetrage. And since we're on the more promotional vein already i do want to talk about carmunity because we mentioned this a little bit on the last episode but we really didn't cover it much when we had dan on in 2018 this was absolutely a thing we discussed but it wasn't nearly as we'll say real at that point as it is today his carmunity app was at the state that the ultima online game that i'm working on (laughs) is in currently i do love the honorable mention in there though i'm I'm very excited have i I explained that game to you uh no actually so we always play like games at the land party so i'm actually i any i make in my winter time i have a winter hobby and that's unreal programming Mm -hmm. and so i'm making a game called ultima online which is basically twisted metal but with just nissan ultimates okay (laughs) and it takes place in north (laughs) minneapolis oh no and the way that you uh level up your car is you start with like 
the highest credit score you can. You have a brand new, very nice Ultima. And the Ultima, as you get kills and as it goes through battle, gets worse. And as it gets worse, you're able to modify it. Every time it's damaged, you modify it more. But and no your modifications, parts. Your modifications are like machine guns and stuff. And okay, eventually, so at the end of the game... Death race, basically. At, yeah, it's... At the Not vi- taillight tape? Yeah, don't worry, it's there. Okay, good. But, uh, yeah, at the, <laughs> towards the end of the game, you basically just have, like, the twisted metal, like, clown, like, truck. Sure. It's just a yeah. Nissan Altima with, like, a phalanx, like, point defense system on the roof. <laughs> so... Yes. I just like the idea of starting with like a Sentra and a really bad credit score and working your way up to an Ultima or a Maxima. <laughs> but like you get progressively worse conditioned cars because you're still buying them at a buy here, pay here place. <laughs> and the more cars you buy and trade up, the worse your credit score gets because of I, the those game's, bills. The game's still early on. I'm still working out driving physics and stuff. So oh, I yes. can easily totally change the way that the actual work I will play it goes. no matter what you come Either up way, with. Either way, it's going to be fun, yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, Ultima Challenge has real prospects. Also, the entire soundtrack is uh, my friend Josh <laughs> does like, just like he does beats for like Wait, I don't like Fiverr and stuff for like, Spotify, nice. like, like SoundCloud rappers and stuff. Sure. Or it just does like cheap like Free Loop Studio uh, beats. I am uh, have not record beats and I'm going to record the beats through my phone. <laughs> and that will be the sound, the music in the game. <laughs> Can you like edit in like a little bit of like blown speaker cone crackle? Uh, don't worry. It can happen naturally. Good. Excellent. <laughs> okay, guys. Fantastic. I, I think I'm going to resign from Carmunity. I'm all <laughs> yeah, this is what you're doing. I was looking now. for VC for Carmunity, but I'm on yeah, board. Sorry, with now, now we're just now. We're making the dumbest video game in the world for yep. our LAN party that, like six people come to. Which That's I'm what, happy because then we can leave it named Ultima online. Yes. Because otherwise, like, yeah. you'd never be able to use that no, trademark. I'm, I'm gonna spend, no, literally, the only thing I'm going to spend money on in this entire game is I really don't want to have to make an Ultima in Blender, so I'm actually going to pay for. A couple of Ultima models, but like you can get them on like, Turbo Squid and stuff for like thirty bucks. That's pretty so good. That's yeah. Fine. For yeah. Those are based on like SolidWorks files yeah. or something. No, actually, uh, there's a few that are photogrammetry photographed. Oh, okay, cool. Like because people photogram everything, and I mean, one of those things is a Nissan Altima you see in a parking lot. You just walk around it and take photos. I was going to say, I don't have access to an Ultima, but I do have access to, like, a laser scanner. So I'm not sure if that produces oh, a file go. that you could, that you could read. That would be very cool. But we could laser scan an Ultima. Oh, no. It's actually I bring it home that. sometimes. I don't know. Scan my that. house for fun. Because one of my other little projects I'm working on is a first-person shooter. And it's a pain in the butt to make guns. Sure, it's not just, like, DLC just like, for Ultima online. I've already <laughs> been asked at work by one of our VPs if I could laser scan a gun. Well, I'm not going to make it to make a ghost gun. I'm going to make it to put it into an FBX file to put in a video game. He wanted it to make a custom CNC wood stock. Huh. But he wanted, like, a 3D model of the butt that of the firearm. would actually be really cool. And, yes, we definitely could do it, but we didn't. Oh. Anyway, moving on. Well, Ultima Online. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, back to Carmen. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I'm always looking for spinoffs. <laughs> so, yeah, last time you were here, we were talking mainly about, like, I know we covered your favorite events, whether they were MNCEC or otherwise in Minnesota. We did talk about Community, what it was, what it was going to do, mm-hmm. but it's changed a little bit since then. So, I mean, I don't want to leave it so open-ended that you don't want to 
jump in as you would normally, but I'm not worried about that with you. So yeah. fill me in on the changes that have happened since 2018. Yeah, uh, let's see. It I think the ma- yeah, change. certainly that. <laughs> it is yes. actually on my telephone. Yes, I've yes. used it. Having a working version, as it turns out, requires a lot of funding. Um, yes. So since 2018, I mean, that was when we were looking at like scalability, like how do you build this right with the right code language? There's three or four out there that most people use, and uh, the one that we chose at that moment in time, as it turns out, is the one that is like hugely on the decline now. Um, Great. Yep. Super. So uh, very soon, and by soon I mean within the next, let's say, year, um, we'll probably transition over to that new language as our old one is deprecated. Super. Um, wow, I'm really happy that uh, <laughs> that Unreal Engine uses blueprints, which it made for the game system. So also, like, I, I can just turn my brain off and connect lines to other lines instead of having to like do like Java programming. Remember like stuff I learned in high school. Oh yeah, and I think like UE four and five are compatible with elements from previous versions of UE too. Yeah. So Unreal Engine's great. I it is it. fantastic, though not Straight. useful for what you're doing. I'm very envious right. of video game design sometimes. Actually, you can do a lot with blueprints. You could probably make a rudimentary, not very good looking or operating version of your app, but I could probably make community stray is also built in ue4 yes with i actually watched that be being made and that was made in ue4 with blueprints also a fantastic game i highly recommend it it's very cool but i haven't played through a new game since 2000 until that came out that's amazing start to finish and you've finished it i did it in two sittings yeah that's amazing and i am horse shit at games Really bad. Yeah, as that's Brooklyn one, can attest. That's to. one of the things I'm doing. I actually have you in mind with my first person shooters. There's no overshields in the game. Good. Hmm. Thank you. Yes. If you shoot somebody and your bullet hits them, they die. So I've, that's the kind of game I would like. Well, what I've been doing is when I make the first person shooter that I'm working on, because I can't do just one project. It's like a project car. You have to do more than one because if you get frustrated with one, you move on to the other. And that's going to be an Ultima. Yeah, because you already Ultima. have the asset, right? Yeah, yeah. So like Ultima in this, I, I go back and forth on which one's like pissing me off no, more. Because yeah. that's like every every hobby of mine just pisses me off at all times. <laughs> but anyway, that's actually good in some cases, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it keeps you interested in your hobby. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Is it I, Assuming I, you don't quit when you face, you know, no, I don't a challenge. I, yeah, I don't. I don't I, associate I, with those people. I, I don't like being defeated. I take it very personally if I get to, if I get. I'll take time off, but I don't give up. Yeah, <laughs> and so with. Unreal, what I'm doing with the first-person shooter is, with old first-person shooter games like GoldenEye and oh, Perfect yes. Dark, um, they didn't make the enemies harder, they made the levels more complicated. Okay. And that's something that's gone by the wayside, because now it's just enemies are harder. Like, no, they shouldn't be harder. Make them more accurate, and make the levels more complicated. But if I shoot somebody in the chest, they go down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, the that's the thing. It's like, you shoot the security guard, or the the armed dude, bad guy, whatever the hell. I don't want to go into like details about the storyline because I don't have it all worked out yet. But like you shoot bad guy in chest, he goes down. Um, it's not like Halo where it's like I have now emptied two magazines mm-hmm. and this dude's still coming at me. Like that's just bothers me. Or me like too. if he does have like an over armor, like there. I'm working on a armor in the game, which is like kind of like heavy body armor. Sure, and, and like, when you see it visually explode off as you hit it, and oh, so it can't it absorb an entire mag in body armor. No, while the person's like, still like also unfazed. Yeah, you get shot no, while no, you're wearing it, body it, armor. You still go down. You're just not dead. So that's the thing. Is actually I've hard programmed into the 
into the projectile in the game that the projectile has X amount of mass and hits with X amount of force and body weighs X amount. Mm-hmm. And the forward momentum gets canceled out at least a little bit, even if they're wearing heavy body armor. It's like some like Good. big like ripped like alien dude with like a machine gun. Like he still gets slowed down a little bit when he gets it. I can't sure. wait like, to see the mods on this. Just like decrease character mass to like bounce around the room. Basically, <laughs> maybe I'll make. I know how to make cheats in the in the game now. So can you put the Left for Dead Two cat gun mod in there with the heart <laughs> muzzle flash, please? Oh, there we go. I just made that a gun. Perfect. <laughs> like Thank the you. Unlockable extra. <laughs> Make them Teletubbies too. I but want that. But this is like, yeah, with like video games, like you just stop making the guys harder. Stop making them bullet sponges. I don't care about that. Nothing makes me unimmersed in a game like when I open up Cyberpunk and I oh my God, yeah. dump an entire magazine from a submachine gun into a dude, and he's just like walking. Like I understand that I'm gonna die just the same, but that's fine because it's also realistic when I get hit. But yeah, I, I agree. Hard. And Hell Let Loose went on sale last week, and I missed it. That's a really good game. I call it a PTSD simulator. Cause, oh my like, goodness, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> the shit that comes out of your face. That's a, all right, to be fair, there have been three reviews I've called it that. Okay, all right, fine. And one of them was from actually a uh, veteran. That like does video game reviews on first-person shooters. He goes, yeah, no, this is triggering. Like, it's like this is, this is the, like very accurate for how <laughs> the game feels. He's like, well, I'm going to play this in small batches. Okay. <laughs> So it's a good game. All right. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, you're, I'm sure you're not. But yeah, Hell Let Loose, that's a whole game. I, I will I will buy so it good. as soon as I can get it on a Humble Bundle. No, no, nothing, nothing's better than get, like just spraying a Tommy gun at a building from like across a farm field and having one lucky shot drop a guy out of the building. Yeah. We are still really good at tangents here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I know. Anyway, so about how, about that, how about that new, how about that new <laughs> language? Yeah, right? No, so um, you know, basically what we learned in 2018 2019 was that our development pace at that point when it was just as co-founders was yeah. maybe like by the time we got to the goalposts, the goalposts yeah. had moved because of Are the you pace using of a technology. sports analogy? Yeah. With us? Yeah. Okay, fine. Basically By the time you reach the objective, the difficulty got harder oh. and you had two more objectives to complete. Oh, so it's like completing a block on mining. Yes. When exactly. the network hash rate increases. Yep. Ah, thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah, except like by that point in time, like you're already like outdated too. Yes. Oh, so you're on a three gigabyte GPU that can no longer mine Ethereum. Here, here's the better the one. <laughs> Every time, like switching to a new algo, Lexus or like Acura releases their new like Halo car. Yeah. Technologically, no, it's outdated. Mean, every time Lexus creates a new Halo car, Acura has a normal car, and they're like, "Great, cool. Now we can't even compete." Yep, basically. <laughs> Thanks, Aside Integra. from those like few redeeming qualities, but uh, so. 2020, right in the beginning, you know, we kicked off our seed round and whatnot, and then the entire world went to shit. Mm-hmm. So we knew that we basically yes, had at least there. a year to, like, develop everything, and during that year, I watched a lot of our competitors die as well, because they were all very, like, event-centric. Yes. So it was basically just a platform for, like, maybe telling everyone what your car is, and then going to a map or a list and seeing what car events there are near you. Yeah. And when there aren't car events for, like, an entire year... How can what you really you have a sustainable yeah. business model? All right. So uh, the cool thing is during that time, uh, me and my girlfriend, Bricklin, we basically put together a database of automotive businesses across the U.S. Because yes, I was looking at it more from an engineering perspective and saying, how can we provide value 
to the community, which technically has always been the goal here. Yeah. But in the past, it was a little bit easier to say, like, okay, people are posting you on here, bro, in, you know, Facebook groups, right? So they want to know, BMW. Like, <clears throat> exactly, yeah. right? They want to know who other enthusiasts are that they are around, which, like, okay, easy enough if everyone has a profile and you have GPS info, you can just have, you know, an algorithm basically pair people like Tinder or anything else. Yeah. Events. Pretty I hope it works well, better than right? Tinder. Let me put it that way. Certainly, it's more um, of a bumble. <laughs> but then, like you know, people are always asking, like, where should I get my car tuned? Where do I go for a low car-friendly alignment? Uh, where yeah. do I get window tinting? Stuff like that, right? So that's where we put together a database of like 175,000 businesses across I, the U.S. I actually was able to discover a shop next to my house from your app really? that I was not aware of. I did not know that uh, JWP Auto was. Literally within walking distance of my house. Oh, easy peasy. Don't and two because of, because yeah. of the app, mm-hmm. I actually now have been shopping with them. Yeah, and like. so like <laughs> down the road, what I want people to be able to do is like you know, let's take me for instance. I'm an Evo owner. Yeah, local Evo. locally, I know where the two shops are that like tune and you know build Evos. What up, happens right? when you're in Seattle? Exactly. Yeah, and so like we can cross reference the vehicles that you have, you know, under your profile. Versus where you are in, you know, the U.S. or the world, potentially. Yeah. And then if you're looking just for, like, window tinting or dyno tuning or whatever type of automotive service, we can just return that list to you super easy. And that's something that I'll, I think there's a lot of, uh, you might want to get closer to your mic, too. I can't hear you. but ah, yes. When I, I just, I can't hear the, I don't think it's okay. But, um, I'll push them towards you passive-aggressively if there's a problem. But anyway, um, with... Well, like window tinting, that's something where that's regularly usable because Jana's dad has a Solara convertible that he brought down to Florida, not thinking about the fact that he now owns a car in Florida, and he's got a leather interior. Yep. So guess what's going to happen in that without window tint? Yeah, it's about to be a paper interior, mm-hmm. so, especially Toyota leather. Yeah, not knowing he, I guarantee you, he does not know where his single tent shop that's any good. And having somewhere like Carmudia where they have to actually reach out to enthusiasts, that also, that level of, like, entry for them mm-hmm. also makes it a little bit easier to know that you're getting a quality product out of that. So that's kind of, that's pretty cool. That yeah, they I actually mean, have to, like, they have to say, yes, we're, we do, in fact, exist, and we do, in fact, do this. It's not like going on Google Maps, and it's like some dude out of the back of his trailer with some, like, Pla- like black plastic bags that he's gluing to your window that he bought at AutoZone. Sounds yeah. about right. And I so, like the fact that it will present options, too, because like, yes. I am unique, I guess, in this because I've been using Tint Pros for the last two, 14 years. Mm-hmm. Their pricing now, outside of me doing a tint day here, if I go to their shop, their pricing is so far higher than their competition, I, I don't use them on most jobs anymore. Yeah. Because they're expanding so fast like Eurotech that their overhead is causing them to just shoot their prices through the roof mm-hmm. and people are buying it because they're still a one-stop shop. They do a great job. Yeah, they're still good. And their reputation's fantastic. But, but you can find other places. Yeah, I, I was going to say, if you want 95% the quality for 50% the cost, you know, it makes sense to do that. Exactly. But Sun Control has been around longer. They have a stellar reputation. They use the same product, same warranty, and it is half the price of 10 Pros now. Yep. So it's like, oh shit, that was the opposite when I I started using tint pros and like friendship goes a long way and they still give me the friend rates but i can't refer somebody to them in good conscience knowing that they're going to pay that same thing yeah so i could tell them hey on carmunity there's another tint shop that you should at least get a quote on mm-hmm. and then make your own decision based on yeah that. and there's plenty of other you know future possibilities that we have with this platform which is great but a lot of it for me is 
for starters, right, we're seeing a generational divide across all current social media forms, mm-hmm. which, like, you know, Facebook's now Boomer Book, which you might as well call me a Boomer at this point, then. Speaking Same, of such, uh-huh. the being able to post photos and stuff in Carmunity is really nice. I've started doing that, and recently Instagram has become worse TikTok. Yep. Their update is bad. It's so bad, and I'm actually... Uh, was going to update my community app since it's in, still in beta. It doesn't update. Through oh the no, store. no, we're in oh, the Google Play Store. Oh now. yeah, updates through the store. All right, yep. cool. I'm updated through the store after the show because I was thinking about this this morning. As I'm like, I tried to post a photo of that pre-war Peugeot that I saw. Oh my god. Yeah, there we go. I tried to post a photo of that pre-war Peugeot that I saw in Instagram. It took me twice as long to do it because Instagram made me click all these extra stupid buttons. I don't care. There about used it. to be, yeah, it used to be like Snapchat where you just hit a button on the bottom, bam, done, story done. Yeah. Now, yeah, That's holy it. hell, dude. Yeah, no, now I can just go to Carmunity and be like, hey, I'll get this car. And then, like, Josh Ian from Drive Cartel, because there are only two people I'm friends with on the app. <laughs> so far. So far, because we're still in beta. <laughs> there's like eight, <laughs> there's like, we're still working our way up to full utilization. Like, they I'll can see it, and they, they, I can go bother them with pre-war cars. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> and, I mean, that's the thing. is like, not only do we have to try and unite all the different, like, automotive enthusiast generations that exist right now, which is yeah. obviously, you know, a six-year gap yeah. at this point, basically, but also, you know, everyone's spread out on different social media platforms, and I get to reverse engineer what made each one special for the car community, right? Yes. Facebook. You know, they took over from forums because they were amazing at media upload because they didn't have to rely on photo bucket or anything like that. The media uploads killed forums, yes. Forums were great, though, because they were organized. And then you have Instagram right now, which people mostly use just to document their vehicle builds. Yep. YouTube, if you are like you guys or influencers where you want to, you know, have your content widely viewed and it's more long form. Yeah, and that's then longer form, yeah. Snapchat and TikTok, I don't even really understand at this point, and that's where I say so you t- might as well call me a TikTok, boomer. TikTok, I've been using TikTok a ton more than I used to. Now for automotive now, purposes, though? Yes! Actually, now that I've got uh, wireless headphones for my phone, because I had to invest in those because my phone doesn't have doesn't have a auxiliary port. Oh, I hate uh, that so much. But anyway, I got bought some wireless headphones, um, and I actually bought them because I for driving the Buick around because uh, it doesn't have a radio right now. But yeah, no, TikTok's actually pretty great. Like it, TikTok is a like their algorithms are really good at telling me what thing, I want right? to view. That's the thing; it's just entertainment, not utility. Actually, there is a level of utility. It's learning. Okay, fair but, enough. But it's not like, you don't look it up. It's The videos are at most three minutes long, which I think is too long. Give me, I, I don't watch the three-minute videos. I watch a minute at most. I can't confirm that you are pretty normal in that sense. Yeah, like it's... Like, my view retention is insanely good on my channel, and it's about two and a half minutes. Well, so my thing is, on like, average. like, on YouTube, I will watch... A YouTube, for a YouTube video, I want 10 to plus minutes 10 to 20 10 to 20 or 20 to two hours like that's my thing is either i'm gonna watch a full do- an actual documentary or i'm gonna watch a tutorial but that's like still TikTok, pretty uncommon though TikTok the average is, watch time on youtube is like 10 seconds but the thing is with tiktok is that's all that average watch time on youtube is you get the quick punchy things they get to the point you're in you're out you're done so i learned a ton of things from tiktok actually because my algorithm has turned from being random jokes to the normal dumb shit that I'm into, where it's like, 
hey, do you want to know the like, ins and outs of Offenhauser intake manifolds on Buick Nailheads? And I'm like, fucking ain't right, I do. I deliberately I mess for that. with my socials so much <laughs> where I will promote the recommendations for things I have no interest in, and I will go through and actually like block and report stuff that is relevant to me. Just so I can... My brain won't have an attention blindness when something is served to me that is an ad. Just so I know that it's an ad. Okay, yeah. So I end up getting served ads that are completely a waste of time for the advertiser. <laughs> yeah, just because I, I want to know what's an ad. And I, I, unfortunately, do, I do do that with Facebook, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Face, Facebook, I'm, I make a point to mess with their algorithm. <laughs> I get a lot of ads in Spanish now, and I get a lot of like women's health ads. Yeah, my, uh, my ads on YouTube are mostly in Spanish, but that's because I listen to a lot of like Latin music. Because ah. when I'm at work... I never want to listen to something in English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, that's fair. Because when I'm writing, so I'm, I'm actually writing. That's a good idea. Yeah, and when I'm writing and like somebody's like saying something in English, yeah. I will write what they say on accident. Oh yeah, and no, it'll, that's normal. I'll be like, "This 1975 Jaguar XJ6 was born and raised in South Compton." Oops, that's wrong. <laughs> 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 no, it totally wasn't. And so then I'll like throw on like Yellow Magic That's Orchestra or like uh, Mila Milosevic or something, uh, Miki Milosevic or like some like Yugo Wave or something that's just not in English sure. at all. Which is also amazing because I've recently discovered how amazing Vietnamese rockabilly is. Okay, so do those turbo diesel like river boats? <laughs> do they have stereos on them? Because I yes, assume that's what's playing. They do. Okay, <laughs> so I've learned a lot about <laughs> Vietnam and how great of a country it is. I really the next place that arbitrage, uh, or not arbitrage, that community expands to is Vietnam. So we can um, go visit it. Uh, yes, if oh, only. It's, well. it, I'll put it in the top ten, but outside the top. Five. <laughs> Perfect. I'm that's into fun. it. But um, it's better than a no. <laughs> so this is the thing with Vietnamese rockabilly music. They were exposed to rock and roll North Vietnam was exposed to rock and roll prior to the U.S. involvement in Vietnam. Interesting. So they had a very, very interesting take on rock music. And their rock music has stayed the same. It's not evolved the same as our rock music. Because Cambodia also got rock music. Basically everywhere that the CIA was a dickhead to in Southeast Asia in the 1960s was exposed to rock music prior to that. Prior to Fortunate Son? I yeah. was just about to say. Yeah. Like, 19 go to, like, Southeast Asia so, song. So, like, all... For America. It's, like, Vietnam has, like, really good surfer rock. Interesting. And, like, it's ironic, because, like, everyone says, like, Charlie, don't surf. It but, looks like, like such a fun Beach place, Boys. man. I want to go to Vietnam I want to so go buy a Vespa and drive it around and then just abandon it. I, uh... When, like the Top Gear guys? Actually... Pretty much. Uh, not when, as many mirrors, though. When mm. Jan and I were playing our wedding, and I'm playing my suit, and I... Fully intend on buying my suit from Adong, which is a nice. Uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> it, it's it's a it, it's a clothier in Danang that Top Gear went to. Yep. But no, I fully intend. A, their suits are amazing. Quality. Oh, they're like silk too. Yeah. And they're very nice, and also I really want to support the Vietnamese economy because Vietnam is actually a super cool country, and I fully intend on spending as much time as I can there as soon as I can afford to do so. I agree. Yeah. I think when I retire, I might move Like to I said, really good at tangents still. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. But <laughs> keep pushing through. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I, I have mean, to say that to people all the time. 
Yeah, I mean, all the features are basically there. We have yeah. a roadmap that's three years long now that could be rolling out, like, um, in-app event registration, um, a marketplace that doesn't suck because the bar is extremely low right now, aside from, if like, you bringing tra- maintenance if tracking. you make me a marketplace yes, for not auction stuff that I can buy, where I can just go buy, like, some finned valve covers for the nail head, or, like, I can go buy, like, a TAE exhaust manifold. Yes. So, yeah. I would be very here for it. Step like, one if is you making com- sure, like, the vehicle database is perfect. Yes. Because that is, like, you need clean data to have an effective and efficient, like, marketplace. Yeah, and that's actually the thing is I find... It, the uh, There's a thing with an effective, efficient marketplace of being able to get the right part, but for getting a screaming deal and ripping off some dingus that doesn't know what he has, like, that's what Facebook's for. However... If you actually want a good vehicle, like if you're looking for an E30, mm-hmm. like you want to get somebody that knows what they have and so you get the right car. If you're looking for like uh, a 1950s American car, mm-hmm. you find some dingus that inherited it and has no idea what they have. Yep. Those are two very separate things. Because you get some random dingus with an E30, that car's going to be a basket case. You get some random dingus with like a 59 Buick. You're getting a hell of a deal. Unless the E30 doesn't run, then you might be home free because it might be the same thing where it was inherited. They're like, yeah. I don't know. But that's the thing is, like, getting a good marketplace is yeah. huge. Because right now, I'm in luck for 90s Honda stuff because I know, like, I can go to NWP. Yep. I can go to, like, Mugen Parts for Sale. I can go to, like, Rare Wheel Awareness. I've got, like, some, like, very niche Facebook groups. Yep. But I cannot just type in, like, I want... 14 by 6 inch Advan A3As and a 4 by 114 like PCD. And then enter. Yep. And then it just comes up with some guy in California that's got some Advan A3As that I want to put on my car. It would be so easy, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be <laughs> ideal. That'd be so great having Carmuni be like once that's implemented. Marketplaces are really fragmented right now, so I think there is a lot of room to move in and yep. do it yeah, better. Just gotta have the users first, and that's why yeah. we're putting it like at the end of all of our other features we want. Yeah, to that'll, that'll be really good. And uh, right now, like I have full faith in that because of what you've already done with being able to find shops. The first thing that you've added to the app has been so helpful already. Yeah, because like. With um, JWP, like that's where I'm going to be buying my coilovers for my van because they have them. They have, like, yeah. They've they, been really recently pushing their parts departments. Yeah, it's been Dan's help as well. I built that website. Yes, I've never visited it. It works I'm very sure well. Sure, it's great. Yeah. Yes. The uh, the interesting thing is them, Map, and so many other companies now actually work through the same like distribution yeah, network. Turn fourteen. Yeah. So the people that own like Fitman uh, Industries or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 not the same. Oh, not, nope. th- that's, but they own MAP, don't they? Nope. Uh, oh, sorry, the same that own Fitment Industries own MAP. That's what but I mean. Turn but Turn 14 yeah. is a separate company. Yeah, Turn together. 14 is yeah. a distributor of parts, but yep. yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I'm intrigued to see what the future of all of this looks like, and I think trip to SEMA this year is probably going to reveal a lot of that to me, given, like, you know, OEM shifts because of EV, um, you know, what they view as probably not valuable advertising dollars anymore, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Even last year, I couldn't believe, well, I should be able to believe, but there were a lot, a lot of vendors working on not only retrofitting existing 
you know, junkyard motor kits yep. for EV swaps, mm-hmm. but also a lot of people that had like bespoke powertrains. Oh. And the biggest thing I am interested in is a standalone motor management controller yep. that yep. just works with OEM motors. Yep. Yep. That's what I want. Just throw the original Tesla or Nissan one in the trash, yep. plug it in, away you go. Well, AEM is going to be your brand then. That's I'm 99% sure I, they're going to be the one to do it. The stuff they have on the market right now is functional, but it is not easy enough to use. Agreed. I and it's not plug and play. The day I can get a plug and play engine management system and I can run a shoebox of 18650s and IMIF, I will buy an IMIF. And the biggest thing is, like, that motor controller needs to also have an inverter, charger, and everything built into yep. it as well because I just want to plug in my IMIF. Trusting and make somebody it work. with, yep. like, a BMS, a battery management system that isn't compatible with their motor shit, they're going to be like, screw this, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing yep. an engine swap instead. So, like, you, you have to make it easy to use ubiquitous over the sh- over the counter used parts and as soon as they nail that with multiple options you know mm-hmm. use stuff like yeah i got batteries from an i3 and a volt motor I'm like no problem dude yeah we sell a harness for that yeah yeah oh i think we'll be there soon. yeah i think i think hope so having a marketplace on community once that launches is gonna be so helpful because like i think it'd just be really cool for me to be like i'm in one place posting a photo of my of my mazda 5 i'm like god ah, damn it I really wish that I want. I just bought bit the bullet on City Cruiser body kit. Uh, you know what? I know that who are my distributors through, for City Cruiser. I'm pretty sure that they're nationally known. So I'm just gonna go click on add my vehicle to the marketplace. See what's their body kit. Boom, City Cruiser kit. Yep, absolutely. I'll, I'll buy it right there. Cause like that couple of minutes between me taking a photo of my van, saying God, I really wish I had this, and walking to my computer googling like where to buy it and then actually purchasing it no no putting it in the cart calculating the shipping cost i have so many i have so many barriers (laughs) in which i can stop that impulse purchase yep whereas like with me like i know myself that i'm too frugal for my own good same and like the buick was an impulse purchase because i was looking for a corona at that point in time Hmm. and i was like you know what this is actually kind of cool. I think we're going to buy it. And we went there and we bought it. That was an impulse purchase for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, like, if you actually leave me to my own devices, it'll be like my Honda Civic, where it's not been running for 10 years. So I spent 10 years figuring out how I want to run individual throttle bodies. And I found the exact piece that I wanted. Now I'm taking forever finding the right wiring harness between an AEM Infinity engine computer and a Honda CBR 1100. Or a Honda CBR 1100 um, set of throttle bodies. Yeah. It, it, having it, just getting rid of that barrier to entry where I could have been like 10 years ago, I pulled my Civic apart. I could have been, you know what? Screw the ITBs. I'm just going to skunk to Ultra Manifold. And then, boom. I would have bought it, and Skunk 2 would have got my money. They would have been thrilled, and my Civic would have been running. Yep. Instead of been spending all this time overthinking, I relate to that yes. a lot because yeah, there's been like, a, oh yeah, well it already exists, but like that's a lot of money right up front. Where if it's served to you as you're already in the app, like you know what, I'm looking at the car. That's about like how much a turnkey amount of money, and like yeah. maybe I should just do that. Yeah. So yeah, if it serves it to the right person at the right time, you get a sale. Timing so. is everything. Yep. Absolutely. And having a good marketplace that I can just. Click on my a photo of my car and be like, "Hey, I want this." Like Mazda yeah. Five, give me some coilovers to fit Mazda Fives and Mazda Threes. Done. Yeah, yeah. there they agreed. are. One and click PayPal checkouts enabled. That's weird. Yep. Yep. 
Hey, I'm looking forward to that day with the app. Coinbase one, one click checkout, or I can just like take my Mazda and be like, I want LED headlights. Done. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, we should be publicly launching this app before the Minneapolis Mile show next I'm month. very excited um, for that. Now that the road rally is over for me, we already have the Android one in the App Store. iOS, we're literally waiting on a small feature that we're adding, which is just Apple requires you to allow all users to delete their profiles like within the app, basically, and like begin that process so you don't have to like visit a company's website to get your data deleted and all that. So sure. Uh, as soon as we have that done, should be in both app stores. And then our launch commercial, we have a draft ready, throw some final touches on it, and then uh, we should be going full bore with marketing. Hell yeah. And, uh, I've seen the draft. Yeah. You, know what, you know what I also like about this is I can just like log in with like Facebook or Google. Oh, single sign-on? You don't, oh, you don't say how that. easy that is? Yeah. That's so easy. It's called, I can just click. It's called federated login. <laughs> I love oh, God, so please. Much. You just click the button and it just works. Yeah. Since I have to start over this. on my profile because I only use beta, I will definitely be using federated login. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, we do have the rewards program in there, too. It's basically like Forza Horizon in real life. Um, so, like, Ryan right now is uh, probably mentioning that I referred him to download the app. Yeah. Uh, my username's Dbalto. Dbalto. Yep. And, uh, you know, for instance, he'll get points, I'll get points, and then down the road here we'll be rolling out a program where... Uh, for the first 10 levels, it's like, you know, a 1,000 points each, and then you spin a prize wheel, and that prize wheel will randomly land on one of, like, 40 different options of things you can win, decals, t-shirts, hats, you know, um, all the different merchandise. I don't immediately have a photo of the Fiat, so I have to scroll for it. <sighs> here, no, just go, go to the balcony, That's take what a the picture favorites from portion. Here. No, there's an eclipse blocking it. Oh, good point. <laughs> yeah, you know what, fine. It looks stock. Just go on Google, download a picture. 500 turbo, bam, yeah, done. I've got a photo somewhere here. I'm just scrolling. But, um, yeah, I think by the next time I'm probably on this podcast, we'll, uh, we'll see where the launch has gone. But I'm looking forward to, you know, generating that, uh, I don't want to say FOMO, but at least, like, getting that critical mass of users. I was going to say, getting that needed. initial momentum out there. Would be nice. Yeah, and that's where I think the reward program should help too. We get, you know, traceability, people want to refer their friends. Hopefully we see some sort of gold rush for usernames like what Instagram had initially. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Yep. I really gotta oh, get man. back on there. I exactly. gotta get a good username now. Yep. And oh, the cool man. thing is we at least automatically assign usernames if you don't choose one. Okay. And it's basically the random selection process from Halo 1 multiplayer. Oh, God. So we got, like, I you know, that. breezy cheese or, like, tender I'm gonna meat. I'm going like to yeah, I, oh, I'm gonna change my username to red hot. Yeah, I've seen it. I'm going to change my username to red hot leather. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> Doesn't even need to be uh, pre-assigned, so... Um, but yeah, and then we got the Minneapolis Mile, August 20th. I think you guys are both making it this year, hopefully. Yeah, you yes. told me I need to judge I will some be people there with BMWs. So. Let me tell you about inflation. <laughs> <laughs> it is prohibitively expensive to go to California at this point in the, my life. Correct. Yes. That I Actually, most of the people from Japanese Nostalgic are bailing out this year, and a lot of people from BAT are, are bailing out because like, it's just it's insane. Like Scott last... wanted to go to a Waffle House on that weekend. I'm like, no, it's the mile weekend. Dude, so no, thank it's... goodness you told me in advance this year, because last year we went on that weekend. Yeah, no worries. This year, well, it depends how you feel about cars. Last year we had the Ferrari F40 on display. This year it's probably going to be a Pagani Huayra and a McLaren Senna. But... I do like So me... a little bit of Monterey Car Week here, I suppose. Yeah, the Huayra's cool. Oh, uh, just yesterday, Ryan, a Honda City Turbo signed up. Very cool. That's the one that's... In yeah. the, in Does it have the, the Moto Compo in the back? 
Uh, no, so the turbo didn't have. Wow, that, I think, if that's how this it is. this is the first time I've logged on since the update, and this uh-huh. goes really nicely. Oh, now. see, that's the this thing. This is very good. Our team, right, is like our four co-founders. So me and my CTO are full time, and then we have like three other part-time devs. Yeah. Could you imagine what we could do if we had like the full-time dev staff of like bring a trailer or like Fitment Industries or like anyone else that has like at least five people working on the website? Yeah, no, this is very nice. Like, yeah. This is all just going so nicely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the day. So luckily there's some boilerplate things we have in there for now, like... Laura Mipsum? Uh, not that bad, oh, luckily. Oh, oh, all right. But like in addition to normal photo upload, which because I have so many photographer friends, I'm making sure photo upload works well. And that we're not like, we're not like Instagram where video takes priority over everything, right? We're going to be agnostic for at least the first few months. Okay. Um, and then like to shortcut the video stuff for now, if you're, you know, a YouTuber or whatever, you have content, you can actually just post a YouTube link directly to the feed and then watch the video directly within the feed. Super easy. And it counts for views. I was going to say, yeah, the ad revenue is key for people like me. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Post a few links for, you know, this podcast. I don't whore myself out. Okay. I will then. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, the whole point of Carbitrage yes. is to have fun. So we've, we've been lucky being in being able to do that so far. Find a gas station nearby. Oh. Uh, I what about in, EV uh, charge points? Not yet, but we will eventually right. when we have a critical mass of EV users. Fine. You'll have one for now. Man, yeah. So there's this app I use called um, Upside, where it gives you like, a discount on gas. Oh, yeah, I know about it. Yeah. You just oh, report... Um, you report your receipt? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man, it'd be really cool if you could partner with them at some point. But Because I like your UI so much better than Upsides. Upsides mm-hmm. is just an absolute dumpster fire. Even for fire. fuel economy tracking, I use Fuely, and it, their interface is so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a really, really good UI. It's fuel economy and maintenance tracking are like the two really big things for me. But, mm-hmm. yeah, events with Google Calendar integration, that's going to be massive. Yep. Because then it'll, I'll just have it programmed in my profile. Like, any event that you see that you think I should go to based on an algorithm... Invite me to it via the calendar, yeah. and I'll see it in there even if I don't click yes. Yeah. It'll be perfect. So I'm, it's I'm super pumped. useful. I don't know if I'm able to do that, though. There's definitely some permissions and some... Like, if you use Federated Login, you can do that. Okay. Works for me. Because I have it set up for like all the travel sites, and it will do that. Excellent. You, okay. can, yeah, you can give it permission I to add events add to your calendar. Add that to the list. Definitely enjoy this, uh, the user experience in this app, even more so than the last time I used it. So I like it every couple of weeks. I also like that like, it's dark mode by default. Holy oh, shit, that's, that's nice. so yes, good. Because oh do you know how awful it is Like when you're driving at night and you're like, I need to like, <laughs> find a gas station. I pop open an app and I'm just like, cool, I can find the gas station but I can't see on the my phone, yep. but I can't find it IRL. Because yeah. <laughs> everything is now... Bright and purple. The one thing I'm looking forward to doing in hopefully the next year or two is rolling it out on Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. That'd be nice. Because I think designing it for that is a lot more straightforward. Plus, we can bring back the drive-by feature, which was mm-hmm. the whole, like, you know, you see users on the road and you can actually, like, view their profile later. We do still have that feature, but it's a lot more centric around, like, car events where, like, you're all in that area checking stuff out. Sure. Um, because of the way that GPS permissions work now, basically. Hmm. Um, the only other way we could do it is if something is like up full time now. So like Google Maps navigation, Waze navigation, those are the only two. And we got rejected from the Google Play Store for trying to do that, which I think might be anti-competitive as far as practices go. Hmm. But it sounds um, anti-competitive, yeah. But nothing we can do about it, so we're moving on, and we'll you know come back to it when we get a chance. Fair enough. 
but yeah, uh, hopefully, like Ryan should see me as a nearby user. You know, if you have a profile, same for sort these of thing. So. Giveaways and I stuff. Did. That's gonna be super fun. Yes, sir. I but, had two, uh, but they got wiped out in the great annihilation of beta. Not wrong. It's fine. I'll Actually, most one. of my posts from beta are here. You just have to restart your thing. But like the photo of my Fiat, I now have two photos of my Fiat. I'll just make a new one. It's fine. Because if you see, I have. Two photos of my Fiat. That is the same it's photo. It's the same photo. That was the original one, and that's the one I just updated. So it's still there. The info is still there. Corporate wants you to identify these photos. Yes, Do you see the difference and, between these oh, two photos? The Select all these but photos yeah. that have Fiat's 500 in them. There you go. Yeah, done. Oh, that's by <laughs> default, actually. Right now, same on my profile and a bunch of others. But, yeah, so it shows, like, just because I, I had to create a new car each mm. time. But, it's, no, I'm fine with that. It's just mm-hmm. I've just been here forever, so I'm okay being the OG guy. So it's it's like on Facebook. We Red show. hot leather. Yeah, no, it's whatever the hell your name was. Stop it, Ryan. Stop. It, Ryan. <laughs> that's my that's my global username. I'm sure I'll just pick Oval Boy because why not? Yeah. Or not an EMT tech. But uh, yeah, that's, this is uh, very cool. I'm very excited for this, and I'm happy to be getting in early as like one of the first like old car people. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna nah. have nail head posts for days. I'm gonna need a pre-war bell at home now. Ah, man, that'd be great. Alternatively, <laughs> we build it as a feature into the app. Just Nobody's gonna know what the hell that means. Notification sound and everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anytime Ryan posts anything with a tag pre-1946, you're, automatically give me yeah, a just, bell notification. <laughs> that's that's your noise pre-1946. <laughs> I think we can do that. <laughs> uh, uh, please don't. Please don't. Well, real quick before the end of the episode, I want to talk about uh, something that's very cool, and it is evaporative cooling devices. You're talking about Peltier coolers? No, you're talking, okay, like a swamp cooler. Swamp coolers, Okay, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Swamp coolers for cars, because uh, Jan's Buick's going to need one, because uh, I do they not... They don't work in humidity. Well, that's the thing. I was actually talking to Dan, and I think it'd be very cool. There's a way to make it work. Like, you just need a dehumidifier before it gets to Oh, you. my God. <laughs> I know. He's about to over So you want to superheat the air that you're about to shove through a swamp cooling device to cool the charge? Mm-hmm. But the superheated air goes out of it. A dehumidifier is an air conditioner. Yeah. But just be a just, very small one. But it's not going to do enough. I'll be fine. Because <laughs> you have a bunch of airflow going through. I think the airflow would, would cancel out the tiny dehumidifier. I hope for your sake that it would, but I don't think that it would. Anyway, I really would like a swamp cooler in the Buick, because A, it would look rad. And B, there's no air conditioner in that car. And C, they're extremely cheap and easy to make. Yeah. Also, holy crap, 1960s cars yeah. cool so nicely. Well, yeah, because they're designed to not have AC. Like those little yeah. like tip-out quarter light windows? Yeah, the vent windows. Vent windows, yeah. They're so nice. I almost want to... Like, yeah. admit, I'm gonna go like do some deliveries for DoorDash while for like busy work while Jana's like at work this afternoon after this. I don't like low key want to take the Buick because it's gonna be nicer than the Fiat in like this sort of temperature. But I also don't want to get nine miles per gallon while driving around doing nothing. Yeah, nine miles per gallon on a good day. It's probably like one. I Maybe do care about that, but I. Like- it is a yeah. more than a net zero. Yes. Well, especially when you count like I mean the wear and tear is minimal on a car like that, but still it's there. Yeah, and also I just unless I'm doing like the occasional once in a blue moon DoorDash, like, I drive nowhere. I drive to Target, which is across the street. 
I drive a lot. There's a, there's a light rail that's in my way. That's why I drive. (laughs) That's literally the barrier of me walking is I don't want to have to deal with the stupid light rail. I just sit in my car and wait for the light rail to come by. This is a little bit tangential, but not entirely. I was digitizing some DB tapes for an old friend that I worked with, Dave, at Recycle BMWs. Okay, yeah. He got a camcorder in, like, 2004, and he just recorded everything for, like, two years. Hmm. I'm like, weird. Okay, the camera broke, but he had all these tapes. I had a working mini-DV camcorder. I imported it, in addition to a ton of, like, BIR and Road America and DCTC stuff. He drove from basically Augsburg campus downtown to, through university towards his That's house. That's really cool. Free light rail. That's really like cool. Like, 05. I'm like, this is kind of cool. That's I would upload that to YouTube. Well, I've, I've, I saved a copy. Permission. I don't give a shit about his permission. <laughs> I own those tapes. <laughs> Funny story. They were delivered to me in a ballpark hot dog on a, how do you call it, a corn dog box. I must have been pretty out of it when I got home because I put them in the freezer. Corey <laughs> wanted a corn dog. <laughs> Took the box out of the freezer, and he's like, Eric, did you mean to put a box of tapes in the freezer? I'm like, oh, that's where those went. Oh, my God. So, DV tapes, no problem being sub-zero for a substantial amount of time. And that's, that's all you need to know about that. Oh, wow. <clears throat> oh, that's really funny. So, anyway, I have some footage of pre-light rail university, and it was interesting to see again. That's super cool. But, yeah, like, uh, I... Uh, the Utopian had a really cool little article. Great site. Yes. It's all the talent from Jalopnik. I was going to say Torchinsky, and I can't remember who else. Actually, uh, NPR stopped, stopped using Jalopnik for their source for uh, automotive uh, stories. They actually like reference the Utopian now. Good. And, like When they have to get like an auto expert on, they get somebody from the Utopian. Good. No, I, I'm super stoked on that. But, uh, yeah, they have a article from that they wrote on the July 27th about um, swamp coolers. And how they're actually very cool that they just use hot air coming in to a cooler housing with, like, a little return spring and then just, like, some glass fiber that's soaked in ice water. Yep. And, yeah, it works great. It's yep. very cool. I would They like do function one. as long as it's not humid. It, they Actually, they function very nicely. Even when it is, With ice cubes, they work really well all the time. But yeah. without it, they don't work as well. Well, that's what I mean. I just throw ice cubes in ice water. And, but right. that's what I've always used. Like You should just get a cool suit and an ice box. I don't want to do that. I just want to wear You don't want to disconnect when you get out of the door Nope. Dish? I just want to wear <laughs> my tiki shirt and my shorts and my flip-flops and drive the Buick and do some burnouts and go look at like, old people in rascals Lord. that are like having a heat stroke Eat my cheese curds and go home. Vintage air? No. Right, oh. This is why. Or use DV AC compressors that run on power. Vintage air on nail heads. Yeah. You have to do a completely different belt system on them. Okay, then uh, run a, a DC AC compressor off like a Prius or something. And that's kind of why, and I don't want to have to like, do any modifications to the car. And this leads me back to my thing of putting a DC air conditioning unit into a swamp cooler so you can just put it in right but you may as well just use the the pre-charged cooler like the other way around right because then you're getting the the dehumidification portion you're just piping that outside yeah and then you're using the cold side of it to cool you off yeah like a peltier cooler would be an interesting prospect because you could run a bunch of those on an alternator pretty easily yeah and that there's no downside to that and they work way better in humidity and i, and I think with like with using a swamp cooler you could put all of that together into sure. one unit that requires no anything 
Oh, the, and like a couple volts. of like some like batteries or some like eighteen six fifties or something. No, I don't think you even need that. Well, I mean, I mean to it's run to run an air, a AC unit. Well, yeah, if you're running like a compressor, but I mean, that's not seeing like if you run like an actual air a, a actual air conditioning, you can put one into that form. Oh, factor. I see what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like you just take that form factor, you put a very small air conditioning unit because yeah. it's right next to your head. Yeah. It doesn't. You're not trying to cool down a school bus here. Right. You're trying to get maybe two seats on like a five like a a giant American car that's already designed to run cool on the inside. Yeah. Like you're literally just dropping the temperature like 20 degrees, maybe some, some UV within, would help within like three square feet. Yeah. Like you that's don't plausible. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure there's a low draw 12 volt AC, like yeah. sealed loop system. And somewhere. that's what I'm saying. Like you could easily like with a couple of 18, six fifties, mm-hmm. like run that, have even like put a, freaking solar panel on it like i a think tiny you could do one. with a capacitor because really yeah. you're only you should only really be worried about like the uh the inductive load well i just think that like up. recharge the batteries yeah. to get a little bit more life out of them you just yep. put a solar panel and like that that could increase the battery life like an hour or so probably and like you're not driving this car on a road trip you're driving this car like around town around a car show or you're driving this car like short distances and i think having a small air conditioning unit would be perfect for like when oh shit now i'm in traffic turn it on I would seen... suggest taking an RV refrigerator and modifying it to use as air conditioning I'm because those are con- designed to run on 12 volts. They are very low power draw, and a refrigerator is an air conditioner. Yeah, so. I'm actually – I had this, like, train of thought, like, after I read this article yeah. this morning, and that's that would work. now going to be a thing I'm looking for is, like, a tiny RV refrigerator is and stuffing one into a swamp cooler, like, body. Yep. And then I can have just a functioning air conditioning unit. That works in humidity because in Minnesota it's not the heat; it's the humidity it gets here. Because it'll be ninety degrees. We don't have the dry heat. Yeah, if we have dry heat, like I will happily take a hundred degrees and not humid over seventy degrees and humid. Yeah, I don't really like drinking air. Yeah, drinking air is bad. Alternatively, get a cooler, a box fan that fits over the opening of it. Yeah, don't fill worry, it that, with ice. That's already been a thing. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> that, that was already a plan of mine. <laughs> And that's something I've already Plan B sounds with. a lot simpler. Luckily, uh, I've done that before in a modern car where the air conditioning didn't work well. Mm-hmm. But I've not done that in the Buick because at that point in which I require that, the Buick would not work well It's in of itself because I haven't gone through the cooling system. So yeah. It'll be fine. But once I have the cooling system worked out, putting in like a, yeah, like a RV refrigerator into a swamp cooler yep. would be really great. And RV refrigerator has been running on DC for a long time, so I'm sure you can get a cheap one. Yes, a very cheap one that exists. I like that whenever the wind blows, yeah, that like doubles in like RPM. I wanted like I wish I had a kilowatt on there so I could see how much lower the power draw is when the wind picks up. <laughs> just, I bet it's significantly just drops to zero. Just goes absolutely bananas. Maybe not zero, but I don't know. Yeah, the fan speed increases significantly. Well, Dan, thank you so much for telling us about carbitrage. Um, Carbonity. <laughs> Carmunity. I'm not. Thank you for telling shit, me about so. my podcast. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. Welcome about to Carmunity Podcast, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and look out for the Carbon Trash app. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks for coming on. Uh, I really do greatly look forward to seeing this app come to full fruition and like be more useful than it's already been for me. Yeah, so. it's been five good years of development, and now we can finally do the Bethesda thing and have it out there. So. Hopefully without the glitches. I was going to say, God. don't be a Todd Howard. <laughs> I'm going to any percent this thing. Glitch run. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, thanks. Bye, guys. See you guys later. Bye-bye.